Hello, and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California, it's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show! You think I'm gonna say something fun and wacky here? No. <laughs> no. No, man. It's like I could continue the gimmick of like talking during the intro, but no. I mean, only if it's funny. That's the important part. Yeah. And welcome back to the Doctor Death Danger Radio Show with your boys James and Edward. What's good? I'm Edward. Hey, you guys. How's it doing? How you guys doing? Uh, my week sucks and i didn't tell you this because well you want to save it for the podcast there's a fucking mouse in my house there's a mouse in the house bro there's a mouse in the house yo what's the fuck was that one movie with the fucking one mouse that was like stupidly smart in the fucking old Stuart little was it Stuart little wait not smart one- mouse in an old house yeah it's not the one that was like animated like they had an actual house and the dude always tried to find a way to fucking try to catch the mouse but never ratatouille f- it's not ratatouille it's not animated oh it's live action um it was a live action movie bro well, it wasn't um um i don't i literally know. can't remember the name or who the fucking actors were but i remember it was like this person constantly trying to catch this mouse but this mouse was always smart there was like a party at one time that I don't know if that reference that fucking jogs any memory, but I remember at one point he had fucking mouse traps all over the place and it didn't work. He just got fucking. This just sounds shit. like this just sounds like a '90s made for TV. It was a fucking Disney movie. This was such a fucking '90s movie. It totes was a '90s movie. I can't remember what it was, but it was. I just remember as a kid, it, I think I watched it a couple times, but I don't know if you're dealing with the fucking smart ass mouse. Fucking no, I'm impossible with a, to I'm deal, deal with. I'm dealing with a fucking asshole. I was chilling at home. I was on the computer. I was working. I was working on some projects, and I hear some weird noises coming to my left from my kitchen. My, my kitchen. My curtain. It's in my window. Some like some weird noises, and I've been hearing them off and on a few times over the last like I don't know few weeks to month or whatever i'm like okay whatever but this time my light was on and i saw the little fucker come out from the curtain hopped on my iron maiden eddie mask and then disappeared behind one of my shelves and i was like eyes wide just like there's a fucking mouse so i and i don't tell my mom because my mom deathly afraid of mice if she finds out we have that I tell my dad as I go talk to him that night, she won't sleep for a week. So I go to talk to my fucking dad or whatever, and I'm just like, Dad, I don't know if it's a big deal. There's a mouse in my room, and he's like, okay, let's go. I'm like, what? And so he's like, get me the broom and get some towels to put by the crack crack of your door. I'm like, why? He's like, well, we got to kill it. Oh, God, where is this going? And I'm like, what? And he said, he said, listen, my son, 
I lived out on the ranch. I dealt with mice and snakes and stuff. He said all the time, he said, it's big spiders. He said, you got to kill them. They bring in diseases. I didn't know this until I just found this out yesterday. People always just told, always just left it at that. They always said mice carry diseases and stuff. I didn't know that their urine and feces had traces of salmonella. So, so dad and I go in the room and I'm like trying not to freak out because I it's a but I know it's a mouse. Your toad's freaking it's out. It's a mouse, bro. not a rat. And I know there's a difference. This thing won't jump at me and try to bite me, you know? But it's still fucking freaky. So I'm moving shit, and then at some point it runs around. There's a point to where it runs in the towel that's by the door trying to squeeze out. My dad's hitting at the shit, but then it runs away. And then my dad's just like, man, I should have stepped on it. And and it gets it <laughs> and it he gets has a chance <clears throat> to step on it. What? And then and then it gets into this weird almost moral thing because I feel bad killing the thing. Because I mean, look, they're not mice aren't as useless as flies, but I mean, you know, it's just it's so big and then the noise they make is if I would feel fucking bad. But my dad's like <clears throat> I literally went up to my dad that night right before we left he was like well we got to kill it and i asked him i'm like dad can you really kill a mouse like that and then he has a few beers in him at this point and, he, oh, he's, and he's like and he looks at me he extends his arms he's like i can kill anything <laughs> so that doesn't well, like well you know what you do it i don't have the heart i'm my i'm fighting the heartstrings right now so basically we couldn't kill it that night i was cleaning up my room the next few days there's still a lot to do <clears throat> and not just like stuff off the floor. I mean, just like rearranging things because it's something I need to do for years. So then, but the whole, and he buys mouse traps. He's leaving them discreetly because he found, he saw the mouse in his room the like a few days after. <clears throat> and in my dad's own words, there's rarely only one. So yeah. And then, and then he gets these mouse traps. I'm off to work today. And then I get a fucking text message from my mother who asks me what the fuck's up with the mouse I'm freaking out and then I get a text message from my dad his response to all this is literally your mother saw one lol <laughs> oh, alert sh- alert mother seen one alert lol and like, I'm, well, your mom's seen one, so that's out the window. Te- and I literally texted him. I'm like, damn it, Dad. So he's like, no worries. Had to sooner or later. It makes it easier for me to kick its ass. Ha, 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 ha. Lameo, bro. That's, no, that's what he texted. Five ha's. And then I sent him an angry face. And then he's like, you know it's a little funny. I'm just like, son of a... So yeah, I'm dealing with a mouse. That's been my... Wait, you name. haven't killed the mouse yet? No. Oh, it disappeared. <laughs> Oh. And then it was seemingly chilling in the other room for a bit, but I thought I heard it last night. I freaked out. I slept in the living room, woke up with a stuffy nose. My back feels weird. And I have weird joint pains all day that I usually only get if I feel sick. So I don't know what's going on with me right now. I just know I'm not stoked right now. Stress. That's what's going on. I just know I'm not stoked at home. I had to work all weekend, which I don't care because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are just social uh, human constructs. But like... I don't like dealing with this mouse, bro. No one likes dealing with the mouse. I've dealt with mouses before, but they usually kind of die. 
I remember one time fucking a mouse freaking like <laughs> fell into the trash can to, in the trash can in my old garage and stuff. Yeah. We heard that thing squirming, but I don't remember if like freaking homeboy T like dropped, left it out or we kind of just left that thing in there to die. Well, they well, you probably couldn't have just thrown it out in the backyard. They say that you, if you do that, it'll need, find its way back, bro. You need to drop them off at least three miles away because they can find their way back in within three miles, apparently. Because here's the thing: people don't people sleep on this. Mice are fucking smart. They know to stay out of sight and they know to be quiet. But everybody slips up. Mice too. That thing was probably in my room for a long ass time. And except for hearing some weird noises throughout the night, I didn't suspect shit and I never saw it. So like mice are fucking smart and they piss me off. And my mom is probably not going to be able to sleep for a week. Can I sleep in your van? Uh, I don't have it set up right now. God damn it. Yeah, it's got a bunch of yeah, I got like a bunch of shit in there. So yeah, how's how how's the fourth week of working six days? In it's a row? not the fourth week; it's like the third week. You look like it's the second month. You look tired, my guy. Bro, I am pretty tired. <laughs> I felt it today, but fucking other than that, I'm just trucking along. At least I'm trying my best. Someone else is like my supervisors go like, yeah, I got one person and like, I'm sure my supervisor doesn't want to bury them by name and stuff. Yeah. But just sitting there is like, yeah, I have a person like asking if they can leave early and stuff. And I'm like, if you leave early, we all leave early. Sorry, you got to stay and stuff. And always like, and then like peeps go like, when is this over? When do we get like freaking, uh, <laughs> when do we get freaking laid off and stuff? This is when do more. we get laid off? Yes. When do we get laid off? It's Who like, the fuck asks that someone is fucking Jesus. not, not used to these work conditions. What a bitch. Like, bro, like it I shouldn't say that that's mean, but like who the fuck asks, bro, when do we get laid off? <laughs> Like literally, I guess that's what a supervisor is dealing with, and that's I think that might be just one person. I'm sure I have a guess who it is, but I'm not gonna bury them and yeah, stuff sure, too. Because sure. at the same time, it's like this does suck. It is kind of hard. Like I'm feeling it. You guys on night shift though, I feel like you guys have a better like you sleep longer than I do. Uh, that's what I'm hating about the day, like doing days. Yeah. But the thing about you doing days, I can jam music at night. So friggin'. Yes. I could still do that instead. It's going, all right, I'm working nights. Fuck you guys. You ain't going to see me for a month, except maybe one day out of the week. Yeah. But at least now you can see me regularly. And like, it is cool to still work days, but I'm fucking God. This week was just like, I was not on it on a good sleep schedule, but I was just fucking bit, like my bad habits of like hanging out and then not able. Sorry, listeners, fucking audio drop. Most likely going to happen consistently, but yeah, fucking I'm working. But I should be paid like decently well. I don't oh, know. You're gonna I, make bank. Yes, I'm making some RA cash and stuff. Like I should fucking. It's gonna be like. I think I still got like maybe like three more, two to three more weeks of this. So I'm trucking along, but I'll get paid all right. I'll be able to catch up on some like stuff once all sudden done. And like most likely, I don't think I'll have to be COVID spraying much once this is like all over. But I do get my vaccine like. Two day in two days, so freaking Elliot. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Was it like you said? Was it just right in the muscle tissue? I haven't been poked yet. I said I'm getting. Oh, I thought you said you got it. I'm getting my vaccine in two sorry, days. Sorry, man. Sorry. 
Sorry, I fucking speak in mumbles sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, bro, fucking, I am going to be getting the vaccine, and I'm continuously working, but I'm not dealing with no mouse. All right. Time to cut the fucking chit-chat about ourselves. Yeah. Listeners, we're back today. And fucking remember, there's always goddamn timestamps. <laughs> I was going to say Edward lo- like Edward likes us to like, talk about himself. But we got three things to review today. Now, th- sorry for throwing a little bit of shade. But I talk but- about myself the least. Not on today's audio. <laughs> anyway, we have a unique episode today. Unique episode because, la- well, we had a unique episode last time because fucking format broke because freaking we were watching Attack on Titan, but there yeah. was a freaking uh, earthquake. So the episodes had to be delayed, which honestly, at the time, this, like once this episode gets released, that's like two weeks out. Yeah. But either way, there was a delay in fucking Attack on Titan, and we didn't feel comfortable just reviewing like half the episode. And continuing on. So today, if you were listening from last episode, we are doing a double feature. So we're doing two Attack on Titan episodes, and then the finale of Daisy of Love. Yeah, it's finally. We are like somehow over. here. This has actually been an easy show where we haven't really noticed where we're just begging for the finale. Yeah, I maybe wasn't. because we're also watching Attack on Titan and doing other things. I think that's so. It's kind of weird. It's like, oh shit, we are actually at the end. Like, and there's no reunion shows or anything. Yeah. The, Around the time over, this happened, over. like, this should be when, like, VH1 kind of had to shut it, shut its fucking shit down. Yeah. Plus, the show seemed like it was kind of fucking cheap compared to fucking Brett Michaels. Yeah. Rock alone. This show's really cheap. And it, show, it shows throughout the show, but it shows in the finale, too. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. But it's cheap. Well, we'll start things off on a better show. A great yes. quality show is fucking... The final season of Attack on Titan, episode 14. Yes, chapter 70, I think. What does your bullet point start things off? So after we recap of Gabby hating herself and and then Aaron showing out of nowhere like a complete badass, he reiterates that he just wants to talk. He starts by telling them that Hanji and the others are not going to be killed. They're just being relocated. Armin's like, okay... What the fuck, bro? Why did you attack Marley? And what the fuck is up with Yelena and Zeke? And then Aaron just says, I'm free. Bro, I'm I'm free. It's like, what? You aren't answering my questions, bro. <laughs> what's going on? Yo, Thirst King, what's up? And then Mikasa- You've been acting weird. Oh, and then Mikasa- ass-whipping waifu. <laughs> yeah, then ass-whipping waifu's like, that's bullshit. You've got to be being manipulated, bro. Like, come You'd on, Aaron. Never- you're like, totes a cool dude. You wouldn't be like, not this uncool, sexy dude that you're being, bro. You used you to be never- a lame fucking geek that you didn't would- <laughs> do fucking weird genocidal shit. Yeah, you would never get women and children involved, even the enemy. Like when you saved me at the cabins and wrapped your scarf around me. And she like gets up and in motion. And Aaron's just like, Keep your hands on the table. Yeah. So then he goes. Like, I'll fucking tighten up, bro. <laughs> so I'll fucking tighten yeah, up. Yeah, because because his hands cut and bleeding. So if he wants to tighten, he's ready to go. He, if he wants to tighten up, he'll fucking tighten up, bro. So he goes. He goes. I spoke to Zeke. He knows more about Titans than anyone. And then he's just like, so uh, Armin, you know how you go to see Annie? Well, since our memory, since um, Titan memories make us who we are, yeah, you're being controlled by Bertolt, bro. Same with you, Mikasa. Your Ackerman instincts just awakened that day I saved you and uh, let you think that you needed to be saved. You're a killer. You're a killer. And honestly, with your Ackerman instincts, you feel like you must protect me. I downplay it a bit, but yeah, no, he he really tries to fuck with Armin by telling him that it's not like you're being, I mean, he says that, but he's really trying to like paint the picture that Armin's becoming Bertolt. 
kind of. You know what I mean? Becoming him, bro. Like you have his past past memories, and you're also mm-hmm. simping for like a crystallized yeah. Annie, like Bertolt, bro. So Mikasa can't. So you can't fuck fool me. She Mikasa. My can't big brother knows Titans more than you guys. Mikasa can't believe it. She's still clinging to the idea, to the memory of Aaron's kindness. She's like, you're the reason I became strong. And Aaron's just like, like, you're a total cool dude, not Genesis Thirst King, bro. And Aaron's like, nah, bro, those are just genetics. You're a slave. You're a slave (laughs) to freaking trying to protect me for trying to be cool to you. And then then he's like, what I hate more than anything in the world is people that aren't free. And then he goes on in this thing where he's like, I used to get so pissed looking at her, but now I get it. I couldn't stand looking at someone who just lives to take orders. I've always hated you, Mikasa. Which, that was a shocker. It's like, no, not the ass-whipping waifu. And then as if... Like, yeah, she whips ass, but she has feelings too. And then as if... She's like a total fucking, like, cupcake sweetie with fucking... Kung Fu fucking kicks and shit. That's true. And then as if fate wants to but prove Thirst it. King's this fucking power rate asshole right now fucking <laughs> with the ass whipping waifu because he's on some fucking like anger boner shit. And then as if fate wants to prove Aaron's point, Armin gets fucking furious and goes to punch him in the face. But Mikasa yeah, restrains like, Armin on the table. Talk- yeah, yeah, fuck it. He's like, dude... Thirst King, I ain't dealing with your shit, bro. You can't be doing this to the ass-whipping waifu. She's Which done gate? nothing wrong. But then ass-whipping waifu with their ass-whipping waifu skills fucking slams Armin on the table, just like instantly trying to protect the Thirst King. And which gives us one of our memes of the week. Um, you know that one shot, that one single shot of Armin looking backwards like that while he's on the table? People were thirsting for that. That one fucking frame. Wait, what? No, I'm not kidding. Wait, wait, wait. Armin went Thirst King? Oh, no. I'm not kidding. Do you remember when you sent to our group text that one meme from that, like, Attack on Titan, like, porn community group on Facebook? Oh, yeah. The one with fucking Levy, like, during, like, the... Later in the episode. Yeah. Yeah, where he's gonna... I'm sure people's watched the episode where he's, like, fucking, like... He's falling, and he's, like, contemplating about to kill all his fucking, like... His all his fucking like mates and stuff that like turn into titans. On this fucking, I took a screenshot because I wanted to tell you this. In that group, this is at one thirty in the morning. I see this. Someone posts a picture of Armin looking back like that, all hot, and it says, and this says, "Go ahead, call me, call me lonely, a simp or horny. These are my fucking feelings. I want to have the roughest and hottest sex with Armin Arlert." Seriously, his cute voice, his lovely face, his supple body drive me to horny madness. Every inch of him will be massaged and licked. <laughs> wait, is there a picture or are you just telling oh, me Oh, no, look. Kitchen? It's a screenshot. Oh, my God. It's wait, a wait, wall wait. of text. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I need to see the fucking picture, though. Oh, uh, well, that's all I could get with it fitting, with it fitting hey, oh, in. So, oh, I just see fucking seductive squinting eyes and this person <laughs> goes like, honestly... I want him. I want to he cuddle with thirsting. him. I want to cuddle with him when I am done orgasming and ask him how his day was. Let me skip ahead. Then he would get dressed and spend the day watching Aaron do the rumbling. <laughs> Still cuddling and eating our favorite foods. I want Armin to be my boyfriend, my lover, my husband. Is this a copy pasta? No. I typed out every word to proclaim how I feel. He is my husband. I love Armin Allert. 
<laughs> okay. The Attack on Titan fan base is fucking insane. Well, we're getting the fucking insane minority, bro. <laughs> At least you it's found the fun part. Oh, the fucking wacky, ver- very vocal minority. So yeah, so and Mikasa freaks out because she's like, "Oh shit, he's right. I protected Aaron." Out no, of she's instinct. like going like, "Oh, is, is he right? What the fuck's going on? Oh my god!" And Armin, oh, god, and Aaron, and Aaron's basically like, "I told you so." LOL. And then Armin Ooh, summons, and then Armin summons the might of the biggest of PP energies, and he punches Aaron right in the fucking face. Now listen. Sure. Straight Aaron into the ki- Thirst King's face. Now, sure. Aaron kicks his ass, like a lot, and he taunts him while doing it. But, yo, Armin's got the biggest pee-pee right now. Like, he gives no fucks. He's he about just- to fight the Thirst King. Aaron's, and then and then Aaron tries to end it when he's like, tell me where Zeke is, you're all, including Gabby, coming with me. This was funny. Armin tells, Armin then tells Aaron, so what? So what? All your freedom just came, just amounted to you uh, hating Mikasa and hurting her feelings? He says, you're the slave and your master's a piece of shit and Aaron's only response is to basically be like no you that's basically what it is because all he just says is who are you calling a slave? I'm like, that's all you got? He just wrecked you, Aaron. Yeah, I know, because there's a hilarious meme where it's like, well, since Aaron's like not as like not as badass as Mikasa, and nor is he is not as smart as Armin, as Armin. he decides to argue with Mikasa and fight and fight Armin, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but she's whipping Armin's ass and yeah. like but Armin just like fucking and then like but Armin just told him off and it's like, you know, fuck you. I don't so care. Aaron's like, fuck you, we're going to Shingashima or however you say that. Well, we're like we're going back to where it all began. Like yeah. where? It was like Shigashima. Isn't Himena. that where they lived in the first episode? Yes. Yeah, I thought That's so. That's where everything rotated. That's why like in like season three, the fucking final battle and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they could finally get to like Aaron's dad's basement to find out what the bigger world's about. The whole mystery of this whole series. Mm-hmm. What are Titans and everything and yeah. stuff. So, so like their old sorry. hometown. So back in the woods, Levy at this, he's still talking to his soldiers. <gasps> Levy at this point is like, fuck it. Turn someone into a Titan, have them eat Zeke. Because you know what? Whether or not Aaron's actually being manipulated without Zeke, they're fucked. So he goes to talk to Zeke. Zeke is being a sassy bitch. Levy and Zeke have the biggest of hate boners for each other. And Le- and Levy literally, I'm paraphrasing, but he's literally thinking to himself, man, I can't fucking wait to kill this guy. And he promises to himself well, to keep his promise like, to Irvin. still like talking to fucking his peeps and stuff where he's like, has his hate boner, but also real, like he's hearing how yeah. fucking like the disaster's going on. The premier Zachary's blown up. Yeah. Aaron, like our Aaron's fucking escaped and like, no, well he had his existential crisis last time. Yeah. Now yeah. Was like, right, we, we kinda now he's, now he's centered and he's thinking He's trying to think strategic. So then to save time, what happens next is, as I wrote, then Zeke just fucking bails and all of Levy's troops turn to Titans. Oof, that's an F because we then cut to the entire fucking army and Marley feeling the side effect of the spine wine. And then Zeke is basically thinking, Marley or fucking no, Eldia. Eldia, I'm sorry. And all Zeke the military is, peeps, all the high military peeps who've been like fucking just getting down on the wine or all which feel. includes Falco now. Yeah, because Falco got smashed with the fuck over the head with the wine. So yeah. is this are you at the point where freaking Zeke just freaking like Yeah, Zeke's just yeah, Zeke's just running away. Sorry, I was like doing ba- some audio shit, so I totally spaced. Zeke's running away and he's basically just saying to himself, See you later, fuckers. You wouldn't kill your own men, would you? So then what happens next like, is Like, yeah, because fucking all the fucking peeps now turn the Titans and stuff and now Except Levy, because yeah. Levy doesn't drink wine or alcohol. Yes. He, he just drinks tea. He just chills and does his thing. And now he's like sitting there he's like, 
Oh, dude, these are all my good boys. So Levy's just disha- do I kill them? Huh? So then Levy is disheartened as fuck, and Zeke is super stoked to see Aaron. But then a super bloody Levy shows up, and like, then you see fucking Zeke with three Titans just mobbing through the forest, yeah. and like, all right. Your big bro's coming, Aaron. I'm about to get out of here. Sorry, Levy, that you couldn't see it my way, but I guess you got small brain and I got big brain. Whatever. And but then, then he sees Levy's bloody face just coming at him. ass through the forest. And he's just like, oh, God. Oh, no. We're this shit and again. Then, and then as I wrote oh, here, no. a here day- we go again. And then... <laughs> Oh shit, here we go again. That's and then, literally what he's like. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, here we go again. And then as I wrote here, then a dank it's Officer a- freaking Pen freaking Penny freaking officer What's it's, his face? It's 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 Levy Pennington and uh um, Yeah, freaking Officer Pennington straight up coming up and like freaking CJ freaking Zeke over here. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, ah shit. So then as I wrote here, then a dank ass Japanese rap rock track plays, and it's Levy V Zeke round two, baby. Get hype. Yeah, fucking, cause like Zeke's just tearing apart the Titans, using that as fu- using their freaking ripped apart flesh as his fucking throwing ammunition. Yeah, and but it's Levy, like- who freaking Zeke's like, oh, you have small brain. Levy, who has big brain, is like slicing all these branches falling to distract uh-huh. Zeke from his from his position. And then Levy, I'm paraphrasing, but not too much. Levy's basically like, hey, fuck face. You think you could run from me? Do you really think I wouldn't kill him because they're Titans? Like, I'm going like, to kill you, bro. Like, yeah. You don't understand. He's I'm like, a fucking boner he, of death and has your name all over it. He's literally like, you thought I wouldn't kill him they were, because they were my men? It's like, bro, do you know how many of our own allies we've killed? And you know how many people of my own people I've killed? And there's a point where, like, honestly... I'm on the fuck you train. Yeah. Like, it sucks I had to do what I had to do, but killing you, but fuck giving you. you my death boner is the highest of priorities. And then, bro, Zeke just, uh, sorry, Levy just fucking wrecks this guy. Like, yeah, he shoots four thunder spears right into his nape, blows him out, and he looks like a freaking, like, withered up, wrinkled up, freaking burnt corpse. Yeah, and he drags his carcass away. Then in the city, um, then, uh, yeah, back in the city, Pixis is talking to a legion of Eldian scouts, like all the way back at the beginning. Feels kind of weird to see those old uniforms again. But some of the recruits are talking, and they're saying how, bro, why are we learning how to fight Titans? Humans are the enemy. We should be learning how to use guns. Yeah, there's not even Titans anymore. Why do we even bother? <laughs> that's so, like, surreal. That's so sus, bro. Yeah, that's sus. Uh, it's surreal, though, just considering that back in Season 1... You know, we were a bunch of a bunch of scouts with like anti-Titan boners, and now these guys these guys are just like, bro, give us guns to shoot people. It's weird. Yeah, teach us to fight dudes. Why are we learning so to then, fight Titans? So then some dude then starts talking, getting progressively louder about how they all want to be how they all want Big Daddy Jaeger to run things. And Pixis is sad. But then boom shaka locka. It's not Pixis, it's some other dude. Uh, I thought like he's the, like literally it's the old fucking guy that was very the old bald freaking like skull like freaking sunken eyes guy from yeah. like the first season that trade. Yeah, the guy that looked like that everyone joked looked like Xehanort. Yeah, but he's not Pixis. Yeah. Pixis is like a Pixis. lot more like Pixis looks like more like a gentleman with feminine eyes. Yeah, yeah. This guy looks like he's seen shit. But which then, he has seen shit. Yeah. Because he was the commander of the like scouts before freaking Irwin. Mm-hmm. But then Boom Shaka Laka Flock shows up and he gives a big. Oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> then he gives a big old speech to the scouts. He's basically like, yo, check it. Jaegerists are here to play the game and Aaron's got the tech, bro. You want to team up? They all say, Yas, King. And Flock is like, okay, kick this guy's ass. 
Yeah, he wants him to be a shit, the shit out of the like, old it's commander. It's like, you want to show, you want to be part of the Jaegerus, the revolution for the Thirst King? Yeah. Yo, beat up this old fucking guy. And at first, like, oh, we kind of don't want to. Like, yeah, he's a fucking dick. Like, he kind of comes off his dick, but he doesn't, he's not fucking trying to, like, hurt us. And then he's like, everyone that doesn't gets thrown in jail. Looks like we're fighting old dude. So then, the, so then the old guy's like, "Come on, I can take it." And then we just cut to black, and then we cut back to him in a bloody heap. Yeah, in a bloody heap. Then Flox just kind of turns to Hanji, and he's just like, "Can we go see Zeke now? Come on, can we see Zeke now?" And then we cut, we have a quick cut of Aaron chilling at a window, looking out, looking hot. And then he's Zeke all and- hot and sad and ready to <laughs> kill the world. And then Zeke and Levy are chilling at a cart, and then he's basic. And there's a thunder spear in Zeke's gut. And Levy's like, sup, bro? It's pretty not chill of you to throw away my men's lives like that. And then he cuts off like, Zeke. Hey, 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 calm down. The, like, yeah, he's slicing his legs just yeah. with his fucking boner of death. But he's edging himself. He doesn't want a full-on, like, climax yet with the killing. I he wants to sl- keep it nice and slow. I, he's yeah. loving the painful pace. I literally wrote here his hate boner has never been bigger. Then Levy, like yeah, I just jammed a giant exploding rod in you. I'm slicing your legs, which you could still feel pain. But hey, if you move too much, you'll blow us both up. Yeah, and you don't want to do that, don't you? You and don't want to blow us both up. Now. And then Zeke is just like, "Where are my glasses?" And Levy's like, "Bro, what?" And then we get a flashback of Zeke. Glasses. And then we get a flashback of Zeke playing ball with this random dude, and the episode ends, which leads us. Um, I'll give it a sec so you can get the timestamp. Which after that? Well, what do you think of that episode? I thought it was pretty fucking killer. Like, I love- literally, it was like, it, like it was sick as like the Levy. Levy's always sick as fuck. Yeah. So him and his fucking beast little thing. Armin, uh, not Armin. Yeah, Ar- Armin basically sh- uh, Uno reverse carding Aaron, and Aaron having no response was pretty great. Yeah. And it sucks that he was mean to the ass whipping waifu, bro. Totally yeah. not chill. That was like, lame. yo, fuck this Thirst King, dude. Yeah, I like this episode. Um, I mean, I've liked pretty much every episode of this show. Like, oh, the yeah, season of the good. season of the season. Yeah, I know. Good storytelling. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Not compared to the other shit we watch. It's almost too good that we watch this shit. But. Yeah. So now we come to episode uh, 15. Yes. We see Zeke's... This whole episode's a flashback except for the very end. We see Zeke's flashback living in Liberia, apparently. Him and his parents... Is Liberia or Liburo? Liburo? I don't know. Him and his parents, who are dressed exactly like World War II era Jewish refugees, like with the hat and scarves and shit. It's like, did you ever see that? Did you ever see that? And one- the armbands. You gotta have yeah. the whole aesthetic. You're like the your homeboy. Yeah. Ain't fucking around. He's keeping um, it legit. <laughs> they get harassed by this old janitor dude who sees their armbands and like throws water on them. And then they get like, harassed. Oh, did I throw water on you? <laughs> then, uh, then they get harassed by the whole town as they walk. And I guess Zeke's dad was trying to use this as a learning experience. He's like, son, change the world. Then we flash cut to Zeke at boot camp. So the like, way son, boot- the world sucks. Like, there's a lot of dickheads for us. We live in the slums. I want yeah. you to like change the world so we don't have to be so, living like this. So Zeke's at boot camp. This is sus, bro. <laughs> so Zeke's at boot camp. And to explain this boot camp really quick, just because it makes talking about it a little easier, basically, Eldians go to this boot camp so that they can become honorary Marleans. So that they can basically, I don't know, have equal rights or some shit. So, well, that's part of it. There's more to come later. So at boot camp, the guy he threw the ball with watches him as he, uh, Zeke kind of sucks at boot camp. 
Yeah, Zeke is definitely fucking not doing well in the warrior training program and all this boot camp and stuff. Then his parents drop him off with his grandparents, and they said they're going to a social dance club, whatever that means. Well, what they mean by the social dance club is their secret friggin' re- the LDN oh, restaurant. right, that's meetings. their revolutionary shit. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a revolutionary yeah. fucking code word stuff to like hide from Zeke and stuff while yeah. freaking grandpa's like, ah. Well, grandpa's sitting there is like, bruh. Zeke's missing you guys, bro. Mm-hmm. He's totes missing you guys. Like, yeah, we're stoked to have him hang around with us, but he really wants to hang out with you guys. Sorry, revolution. We got to do the revolution. <laughs> so then Zeke's grandpa teaches him uh, about the fall of Lago and how those the Eldians fucked up the Marley, except not really, except kind of. And the grandparents are like, and and um, and Zeke kind of cuts him off or whatever. And the grandparents are like, hey, so um, do you want to be a soldier? And he's like, well, yeah, they don't believe him, and they're just like, well, okay, bedtime. We'll read the book about the cat next time. Don't worry. We'll read about the book about the cat. It's like, I like the book about the cat. Yeah. The idea here is, and it gets prevalent later, his grandparents care about him emotionally, whereas his parents, they care about him, but he's here to serve a purpose. Then boot camp again. Zeke fails at assembling a gun, and he gets jelly seeing a kid throw a ball with his dad. He like, go- yeah, he's like at boot camp. He's getting fucking just like he can't like because they have to show how quick they can put a gun together. And like yeah. the main instructor dude is just staring daggers at him. It's like, oh, yeah. Homeboy, get the fuck out of here. It's like, remember, you're not meant for this. Just stop what you're doing. Just get up. But he's like, no, I got to do this. I got to do this. It's like walking a- home. He yeah. sees a son and a kid. He, like he sees a fucking like dad and his son just chilling, fucking doing stuff. He's like, man. That looks cool right now. Yeah. You know, I wonder if Pops would be down for that. So he tries to go and talk to his dad. He's like, Dad, I'm Homer Early. And his hey, dad's- Hey, I'm Homer Early. Hey, you want to do something cool? Yeah, let's go study more about <laughs> fucking LDA history, bro. Marley, dude, it's all fucking like, this isn't, don't listen to what the Marley people say, bro. This fucking will really happan. Yeah. LDA said nothing wrong, bro. Like, he's going all <laughs> Alex Jones on his kid. Oh, he is. He's going on about space vampires. But yeah, Very no. Felix space vampires. So that happens, and- I felt bad for Zeke just because, and I know. I think the best way to describe this Zeke Zeke is not having a good time. Zeke needs a hug. Zeke needs a hug, and his dad's being a total asshole. Yeah, his dad's basically like, look, bro, it's we It's like, didn't- yo, I fucking failed at being total cool, dude, but I'm going to make my kid do this. It's like Honey uh-huh. Boo Boo all over again. Oh, You're going to be my pageant queen. You're my pageant queen, Honey Boo Boo. So it- You're my pageant queen, Zeke. You're going to get us out of slums, Zeke. So his dad's like, okay, so look, we didn't fuck up those Marleyans for real, bro. And then Zeke is like, gets publicly shamed at boot camp, basically. But then the doctor guy we saw earlier, whose name is... Tom Cassaver, um, or, Ka- or Kesver. Yeah. And, uh, he's walking up Zeke's walking. And then he's just basically goes up to him. He's like, Hey, what's up, bro? Want to play catch for a bit? It's Zeke- like, I, I, I'm like, I'm kind of just chilling, like throwing the ball against the wall. Like, you know, it'd be cool to fuck it. Just like chill with the homie and throw a ball. You want to throw a ball, bro? So he, Tom hears the beast Titan, but he's like, yeah, by they get to know each other. He's like, yeah, my beast Titan sucks though. I'm really more of a scientist. Yeah. Like, honestly, I joined the warrior program cause I'm a researcher. I want to learn about Titans and bro. <clears> like, I feel like for me to really learn, I wanted to succeed in this program and like become an inherent of one of the friggin' nine killer badass titan form so i can look back and pass memories so zeke's actually like in a good mood and he goes like, home. oh hey someone's not make me be do crummy shit <laughs> so yeah someone just wants to just chill he's chilling he goes home 
and he's in a good mood, but then he overhears his dad uh, being ba- really salty over the fact that Zeke isn't good at military he's shit. He's not doing good in military He's school. like, bro, if Zeke keeps sucking, our plans are for shit. Yo, dude, we're like, well, he cannot be sucking and stuff. And then he sees <laughs> Zeke's freaking eyeball in the freaking corner. He's like, oh, Zeke, bro, <laughs> you got to do well. We need you to do well, bro. So This is for the LDR restorationists. Get us out of the slums, bro. Yeah. And Zeke's just like, oh, God. And then he fails so again. So much pressure. Then he fails again at boot camp. His father. But here's the thing. Yeah, the fucking parents are actually overseeing him. And, like, literally, it's like all the other kids are just pacing, running along all good. And he's just fucking all gas, running, getting freaking yelled at an instructor. And his dad just realizes, oh, God. Oh, God. He is really sucking majorly <laughs> hard. Oh, God. I didn't realize this now, but oh God. And now we realize the disappointment of his dad as like, oh God, my dad's not stoked. Yeah. Oh God, life sucks right now. So then, uh, so then his parents argue a bit about his, his, his mom feels some pity because she agrees with her. She agrees with his dad, but she also feels like he's being a little too hard on him too. Yeah. Lolan, this is like the fucking, like not live a fucking shitty life. So then he's talking to Tom, and then Tom's like, yeah, I think the whole turning you into a Titan thing is stupid. I just like, like learning ho- about Titans. Like, homeboy, you don't, you don't look like you don't want to be a warrior. What are you doing here, bro? Then Zeke overhears Marlene's talking about how they know about their resistance thing or something. So Zeke at dinner is, ba- this is the turn. Zeke is at dinner basically being like, mom, dad, they're going to like turn me into a Titan? I don't want to do that. And then Zeke's piece of shit parents just well, he's super like, duper. No, like, Larry's like, honestly... No, I think at dinner, with the translation I got, it's like, Mom, Dad, I really do like you guys, and I, I'm i feeling pretty content with my, like, status within the walls, and, like, dealing, like, yeah, conditions aren't harsh, are really harsh, but honestly, it could be worse, and I'm pretty, like, cool with this, and, like, okay. I don't feel comfortable with the warrior programs, so, and, In like, I like you guys a lot. I don't want, like, anything bad to happen to you guys. And it's like, listen, it's like, no, we have to do this. Yeah. We have to get out of here. We have to cause an Eldian revolution. Yes. We have to do this, Zeke. Why are you doing this? And Zeke's like, oh, God. And so, yeah, I Zeke's, open up a can of worms. So Zeke's parents are super duper down to throw his life away. See, in the translation I saw, that happened, but it was more a thing of, like, he was it, he brought up their safety, but he also mentioned how... In the translation I got, Tom told him about becoming a Titan. So then Zeke confides in Tom about this, and he's like, "Well, thanks for being nice to me. Bye." And then, like, and then you know Tom- what? Like, you know what, Tom? You've been totally cool, dude. And then Tom, like, just- you've honestly been one of the coolest dudes. And then, Tom- and you're like, I have a feeling my parents could be catching, and I'm gonna be sent off to the island of Paradise and be turned into a freaking Titan, and, and then like go wander my days just like as a mindless soul. But you know what? You were like my total homie. I might miss you, but I will remember you, dog. And then Tom's just basically like, turn them in. And Zeke's like, what? Tom basically says, I'm paraphrasing, but Tom basically says, um, he says, look, your parents are pieces of shit and they don't love you. Turn them in. You and your grandparents will be safe and you'll be, and you'll be a super dedicated Marley dude. Like literally it's like, dude, if you turn them in, like you'll be respected. Like we actually give a fuck about you. Yeah. They don't. So yeah, then Zeke just There's totally total sus. Yeah, and like Zeke, with like the pressure of like wanting like more comfort in his life, turns in his parents. He turns in his parents. Like, he's not stoked that he turns them in. Like he's literally not stoked on. He it. He feels bad. Like very bad. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to. Because they're dead. 
they're not just going to be locked up in jail. They're we're talking execution. Yeah, they're going to be executed and sent <clears> off. <throat> well, technically not. Or turned into titans. They're turned into titans, which yeah, is yeah. like obviously a like life like a freaking fate worse than death. Mostly. Oh, dude, for real, for real. So it's so like then, yeah, they're off to get sent to titans. But hey, if you watch their season three, it basically happens like the mo- his mom. Turns into the smiling titan that's been very iconic to the story mm-hmm. and always relevant to fucking shit. And fucking his dad gets fucking saved by the fucking owl that we totally <laughs> forgot to mention. The dude oh, that's yeah, like yeah. the secret informant for the freaking revolutionists. And he's like, all right, bro, my term as an attack titan's like coming up. So like, you know what, Mr. Jaeger, I'm going to want you to munch me. And you know what? I want you to just go out and live off your life on Paradise and go find a founding titan and blah, 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 blah. So then but anyone that's watched the shit knows yeah. or read it too. So knows. then we cut to an older beefcake Zeke talking to Tom. And yeah, how- he's like fucking just throwing bombs as a baseball. Like, yeah. I don't know if this is the point where I don't know what I, I don't remember if this was in the freaking manga I read or if this was in the freaking translation. But like, Tom Sinner's like, bro. You should become a fucking baseball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, don't be a cowboy warrior. This is sus, bro. Fuck war, And dude. then we see some be young- badass. Play baseball, bro. And I don't know if I'm hallucinating. Become the A-Rod of freaking, like, Attack on Titan. It's an A- Go date Tori Wilson for, like, a minute. It's a Zeke bomb from Zeke- Ro- From Z-Rod. But, yeah, no. And then we see, I think- to, Am I hallucinating? Did we see young versions of Patol, Annie, and Reiner walk by? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Beck, Reiner- mm-hmm. Batolt and Annie. Like, yeah, yeah. All that crew. So then they talked about memory control, how it affects the body structure. It's based. So the paraphrase, basically, Titan COVID killed a shitload of people, but one day it was gone. And then yeah, the there king, was a Titan COVID. And then the king used the power of the founding Titan to change humans, I think. Basically, they're he, all part of the founding Titan. Basically, the, fine, the, fa- the founding <laughs> Titan has the ability to like mold, like change up Eldian people. So basically, he used the power of the founding titan to help cure disease. <clears throat> Which so they're discussing. It's like, oh, well, wait, you go on. I don't know. I might be jumping ahead. And then Zeke's like, and then Zeke's like, wait a minute. Can they reproduce? Because if not, then Titans would die out in like a few hundred yeah, years. Yeah, it's like, could we use the founding titan to like uh, change out the El- Eldian anatomy where they cannot reproduce? And in over a hundred years, Eldian people would just die off. Yeah. And then Tom goes on to say, he's like, I had a family once. She was Marleyan, never knew I was Eldian. Once she found out, she slit our son's throat and then her own. Yes. Fuck. Like, literally, it's like, Tom had a cool lady, but she was Marleyan, and he was an Eldian, but he never told her that. But eventually, one day, she found out that he was Eldian, and she's like, oh, you're Eldian? Gross. I'm out of here. Let's eat off. <laughs> All right, son. You're like dirty Eldian blood, too, so I'm killing you two with me. Fuck this. Zeke- I've been interloping with an Eldian, bro. This is fucking so sus. And Which then- is re- like as stupid as a joke up sound. It was really as like, fuck, No, no, I was bro. fucked up. I saw that, and then this fucked up pit formed in my it's stomach. It's like, fuck, bro. Because that Tom- sucks. His thing, Tom is so cool. He's cool. Like, Tom is so cool. He's the nicest and person like, in the show. He. You could say Hanji, but she's crazy. Mikasa keeps to herself. Oh, and Mr. Armin just does Mr. what he Browse. has to do. Oh, you're right. You're right. Mr. Bloss is MVP. Like, but Tom is pretty up there. Yeah. Like, Tom is, like, super cool. Like, Zeke was not having a good time, but, like, Tom was, like, the one dude's like, hey, you want to just, like, chill? So then- And they became, like, Totomis. Almost yeah. like, hey, father-son fucking bro-ship. So then, uh, then, ba- then, basic, and then Zeke and then Tom's on the same like, if only I was never born. And Zeke says, "I'll inherit the Beast Titan, not for Marley, 
but to save the world. Then Tom tells Zeke of the royal blood thing and how the it's the key to passing the to the fountain. How Zeke well, is the key. No, this is the point where they're kind of like like they're off hanging off somewhere. It's like all right, yeah, a wall. as me as a researcher, I'm not told Marley this because yo. Fuck them. They're total sus. Yeah. Freaking the key to unlocking the founding Titan and the ability to like, you know, do all the fucking sick overall shit with Titans and stuff. You need someone of royal blood mm -hmm. to come in contact with the founding Titan. And thus we can fucking like do the cool shit we want to do where yeah. we could stop freaking Eldian people reproducing. So Zeke eats Tom. And now we see why Zeke wears those glasses of his. It's from it's and because as he calls Tom father, he puts them on as a memorial to the one man who's shown him any kind of kindness. Yeah. Like, Poetic as fuck. Like, so then we cut to Zeke talking to, I believe that he was talking to Bertolt and Reiner. Yeah. Because like, this is literally, it's like, here's the thing with Bertolt and Reiner. There's that moment where they eventually like, it was like season two. There was like that like sick battle in the forest where they eventually like ran oh, yeah, away yeah. and stuff, and all that, all that. So I'm sure this is during the time where like they regroup with Zeke and basically it's like, all right, so we found the founding Titan. Like this has to be around the end of season two. Yeah, yeah. We're sitting there when like freaking like Aaron decided to freaking summon like an army of Titans that eat up freaking the smiling Titan, i.e. Yeah. like Diana Fritz. Yeah. And stuff and realize, all right, so we found the t like founding Titan. It's this homeboy named Aaron Yeager, and he's like, oh, Yeager. Did he ever describe his pops? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he said he was a doctor or something or like that. And he's like, oh, my fuck. Pops was still alive. My dad was still alive. Wait, what? No, 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 no. Oh, God. Wait, yeah, I have yeah. a little bro. I have a half bro. Oh, God. <laughs> oh jeez. So then eventually um he and Aaron talk and he asks him if he would support the LD and euthanasia thing. Aaron basically goes on to some ends justify the meetings, but he denounces their father saying that Aaron It's like too yeah no pops was sus, bro. And he's fuck like it, I'm totally down. It's like you know yeah. what? Fuck it. You know fuck this. He says, if Eldians were never born, none of this, no one, no, he said, if Eldians, in this translation, if Eldians were never born, none of them would have to die, so I'll end the suffering. Yep. So That's yeah. basically what I saw. So then Zeke is like, fuck yeah, bro, take this baseball. And it's then like, it, we can't touch, because we might start doing fucking cool dude, founding <laughs> Titan shit, so we need to wait on that. Yo, take this ball, because you know what? You my little bro. So then in present time, Zeke mumbles to himself and explodes. Like, he's mumbling because he's, like, sitting there because, like, because he, he's hanging out. It's like fucking Levy's, like, dra like freaking dragging along a freaking, like, Zeke with a thunder spear in him. But then, like, Zeke's like, you know what? Tom, my dude, hopefully you're my guardian. Watch <laughs> over me. Because, yo, fuck you, Levy. I'm blowing us both up. This was a great episode. Yeah, like, they both blow up. Yeah. And, like, freaking... Yeah, this episode is awesome because it's like it just shows backstory. And then at this point, I went ahead. It's like fuck it, I'm gonna go read the manga. And yeah, bro, <laughs> fucking this has to be a two, fuck. There's gonna be have to be a second like batch of episodes for the yeah, fucking yeah. season. Yeah, because I'm sitting there like, oh yeah, they could toast just like just jump along with all the rumbling and stuff. But I'm like, yeah, no. How, There's like, so much shit they haven't talked. How about. this episode was is no different than the fucking chapter it was in. So yeah. But fucking the backstory of Zeke. He felt his fucking childhood sucked for a good minute. Dude, I felt so bad. I felt like so much sympathy for this guy. I love the way this episode was written. I, I like the way that it tied in. Oh, I, I liked how it also showed in um, 
you know, his mom and then also, um, how do you say, uh, his and Aaron's father and yeah. stuff and gave backstory to them too. I, I like that a lot. How they just treated Zeke and Zeke's like, bro, I'm a kid. Don't fucking like, it's like, dude, I can't handle this. This sucks. And then Tom being like, oh, freaking like Tom's a cool dude. Dad's not being a cool dude. Yo, fuck him. <laughs> and then realizing, oh God, I just sent my parents away. I don't feel good. Yeah, no. But it's I eventually great. realized, like, you know what? Maybe we could do something about this whole fucking Elliot and Titan thing. Cause, like, I'm tired of these people suffering. It's like, you know what? Maybe if we could just have them to stop reproduce, we could, like, solve this problem. Yeah. No, I like uh, this. Is a good episode. Uh, can't wait for the finale. For, like, uh, for fucking, or at least the, for the first po- first half and stuff. Yeah. Yo, it's gonna be fucking Narnars. To, like, to people who actually read the manga and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some shit's coming. Oh, it's gonna be fucking sick as shit. Like, I can't wait. Which right. is for us tomorrow. Yes. I can go watch that shit tomorrow. It's gonna be so no, cool. I told you before we record, they're just gonna do a thing where the episode starts and says, four years after the rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. No, they won't do that. Yeah, no, they fucking I, better not. Hey, at least you and me are going like, you know what? I think the weebs, the English speaking freaking weebs, like got a mistranslation saying like, oh no no, this is like not gonna be two parter. Yeah, yeah. But you're yeah. saying in Japan they're promoting it as like, oh, there's gonna be. That's a what I was told by more than five different people. Bro, I'm sure once the broadcast run the end of the broadcast, they're gonna say something's like, oh, to be continued in part two. Yeah, or something. But yeah, that well, was to be continued because they're always the to be to continue. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. And I'm sure part two is going to come out later in the year. Probably like the fall. Yeah, because the story's going to need it. Yeah, there's oh, a lot yeah. in like part two. It's going to fucking need it. All right. And remember, it- people, there's always timestamps. So if you feel like we're spoiling shit, go jump ahead. So I was going to say, uh, is it main event time? This is main event time. Unless you want to talk about spoiler shit on Attack on Titan. Eh, we could, but um, our guitar player is showing up in less than 20 minutes. Ah, uh, fuck us. And fuck him. He can wait. I've only got till nine. Yeah, well, I don't want to, like, jam for, like, I don't want to power jam. I just kind of want to just chill jam. Okay. And just, like, maybe write a new song. Okay, well. Not like, there's no pressure. Okay, well, should you no get No pressure. A, should you get a separate timestamp for spoiler shit just in case? No, fuck it. We're just going to jump in because I'm, I'm like, lazy. I was like, let's just get on this. Let me get the timestamps, okay. people. <laughs> I swear I'm telling you. I hope you, you thought this shit shirt. was cool. What? I hope what? Oh, fuck. I exited out. <laughs> I was about to say, I hope you people thought Attack I on like Titan. I like talking about Attack on Titan. I hope people are listening to our shits watching Attack on Titan. I wonder what we're going to watch once Attack on Titan's done. I don't know. We're just going to figure are it out. Are we going to combo two shows and music? I don't know. Maybe we'll change up the format again. But I like this format. I do too. Yes. But fuck peeps. It might not be in the tone of my voice, not realizing this, because maybe like this fucking season's been totally fucking chill. Not going to lie. This We're at the finale of Daisy Love. Yeah. And maybe since it's like been good... Or whatever. I don't feel like the weight of this finale, like a Brett Michaels, that or like the se- like the season's been good, and since our formats change, yeah, where we keep doing other stuff, so we always have something to look forward to. This is the fucking end of Daisy Love. I wish we had done this when we were talking about Rock of Love too, because having the sorry, focus I only didn't think on of that. The form- sorry, I didn't think of a fucking <laughs> cool format, bro. No, no, it's fine. It's just, man, I- I'll always remember. Just rock a love too. Okay. Well, I, I t- as usual, I took the reins a bit on the anime 
and the music. Well, not music this week, but yeah. Hit us up with that rock with that Daisy of Love play by play. Okay. Let me like fucking pull it up. There's like an ass load of fucking notes. So <laughs> Daisy of Love episode. You can say it's, it's 12. Like, it's like 12. But there, was a, but there was a recap. You know what? Episode. It's the finale. The, you know what episode this is? It's the, <laughs> the fucking finale. finale. Not the finale. The fucking finale. Gotcha, you, buddy. Titled Laid and Neutered. And laid <laughs> is him. and laid supposed to like it's spelled out as in oh hey when you go to fucking Hawaii yeah you get the fucking like cool flower necklace gimmick to like make tourists feel more special and shit so you can spend more money. So basically, the recaps basically to recap a season. But let's talk about our three finalists. That's right. We start off with twelve pack a veteran. Oh, God, I just choked on my saliva. Give me a second. <laughs> a veteran of the VH1 reality shows. He's been on I Love New York. Yep. And I Love Money. But you know what? He's finally made it to the finale of this show. He's a smart thinking. And you know what? He's a smart thinking dude. He understands the game. But at the same time, he's been a totally fucking cool, charismatic dude. Totally yes. likable meathead, bro. For real. And like totally, you sense a little like spiciness with him and Daisy. Now Flex, he's young, he's brash, he's bold, he's totally abrasive, and lot. here's the thing, throughout this whole season, he's been taking a lot of physical punishment and shit, but you know what, he's earned his right to be in the finale, because him and Daisy, they're like two, two young souls, they're like freaking like totally down to always do some fun shit, like fucking flip a freaking $100,000 freaking dune buggy in the desert and whatnot. Now London. How do I describe London? He's a hot mess. All rock star, total mess of a dude. Like he was strong in the beginning. You gotta remember. In the the very first episode, he was freaking drunk, crashed out on the bathroom floor. Why? Because he wasn't ready for this reality freaking thing where they just freaking give you a conveyor belt of liquor. Of liquor, yep. But Daisy all like freaking Daisy might have almost kicked him off. But there's also like geeks like freaking Mega Mind Danzig looking dude and fucking torch with his fucking dolphin noises. So London was able by stipulations was able to stay. And don't but, forget the triplets. Oh yeah, the triplets too. But they got kicked out like immediately. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. But freaking London, he want like he was winning the challenges. Like yeah. he was on consistent dates with Daisy. And they had a total hot connection. But there was a moment where freaking London felt like the relation, this relationship was fake and sus. Because he feel like he's putting in a good amount of effort from Daisy. But Daisy's like kind of ignoring him and stuff. And was like kind of being mean him to the point. And also the fucking producers were fucking with him. So he's yeah. like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm leaving the show. Daisy really wanted him to stay. But he's like, yeah, no. Yeah. But then at some point, he contacted Rackman and the producers Saying he wants to see Daisy. And you know what? There's like, no, fine. We'll bring you back onto the show. And then he fucking created a hot mess where eventually the fucking twin, the Chicago twins of freaking Sinister and Chichi realize, ah, fuck. Yeah. Because they all like supposedly throughout the whole narrative, or at least around the ends, like, oh, Daisy's been talking about London. Oh, she's been so sad about London. But then London's come back and now he's the biggest competition. What the fuck did I wrote down? I kind of was just like ranting on there. So... Sorry, I'm just like, yeah, I, at this point, London's back, and he's here to win Daisy's affection. Lone, he kind of fucking cheat-coded himself. Yeah. He didn't have the fucking jizz in a cup, like freaking 12-pack and flex. 12-pack. And stuff. All right, Edward. 
I should have set up the mixer. Sing the fucking theme song. He loves me. He loves me. No. Last time, bro. You think you got the best of me? Check this. You'll never get to me. He loves me. He loves me not. Go. You think you got the best of me? You think you got the best of me? Check this. You'll never get to me. Well, Daisy, love. It's the morning. And Flex, we get a shot of Flex sleeping in a bed. And Twopack sleeping on a bunk bed that's like on his side. So he's sleeping on the rails. Yeah. He's just randomly doing that. It's fucking whatever. That's weird. But yeah, on a flipped over bunk bed. And then basically, they're like, you get a shot of like 12 pack of flex. They're like all pack. Everyone's packing up and stuff. Like London's got his like two fucking guitars. He's all ready to go to Maui. And freaking like London and flex are sitting there. It's like, this is the last time we will be in the house. We will be leaving this room forever. It's like, you know what? Summer camp is co- summer camp's coming summer to an camp's end. Summer camp's over, dog. Yeah, meet, meet, meaty boys. Summer camp's coming to an no end. No more marshmallows by the fire. And by marshmallows by the fire, no more liquor by the fireplace. Yeah, so then we get a shot of Daisy as she just chucks her fucking luggage down the, down fucking, the fucking stairs. And then she's like, oh yeah, we're going to fucking Hawaii. We're going to Hawaii. Right as she gets to the bottom with her fucking high heels, she slips out and eats major shit. With her freaking torn jeans, where literally like the front, like on her left leg, just like the front part's all gone. Yeah. So, she's all sitting there, it's like that's right. Me and my three final boys, we're going to meowie. <sighs> I hate the way she said that. Whatever. So they're all. So then they, yeah, they go to playing the Hawaii. They're greeted by hula dancers. They're drinking drinks out of pineapples. Well, it's like they come, they get, yeah. in, they arrive in meowie. They freaking get into the limo, and as they're arriving up to the hotel with a freaking warm greeting of freaking, like, dancers, drummers, and rackmen, and a lime green freaking, like, Hawaiian shirt, as the dude's like, oh, look, it's fucking Ricky. Oh, look at him. He looks so silly right now with his goofy <laughs> greaser haircut and that lime green freaking, like, Hawaiian shirt. So, James, as a Hawaiian native, how do you feel this episode did representing your culture? Uh, these dudes uh, hustling these uh, white people pretty damn well. <laughs> all of ha- all of Hawaii's a work. Them working these people in VH1? <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, so then they take them to the hotel room, and then everyone claims their beds. This was really funny. London gets a bedroom, and then twelve pack. Well, and like flex. no, they go in because he like it's like I'm gonna claim this bed, and it's yeah. like oh no no no, there's only like two beds and stuff. Get out of here. We've been here this whole <laughs> yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. And London is like, all right, I'm gonna go explore the rest of the place, and he finds like, oh shit, there's a big beefy king master size bed, yeah. master bed. Oh, I got claims on this. And then the friggin' like bro, like the friggin' sexy and flexy come up as like, ah, oh, what? No, 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 no. And then Let, flex. Hey, yo, London, step aside. Let us break this in for you. Yeah, we, this might 12, be dangerous. The 12 pack who's 22, sorry, who's like in his 30s and flex who's like 22. No, London's in his 30s. Like, like 12 pack is like his mid 20s and like flexes oh. is like early 20s. These two 20 year olds then proceed to jump on London's bed and thrash his pillows thrash his pillows jump on the bed like a trampoline and then at one moment freaking Flex is rubbing his nuts on the bed sheets and then London's just like I don't care where I sleep he's fine he's like I don't care where I sleep I just like having a bed I'm like dude I'm getting a fucking sick bed I don't give a fuck bro shit as like freaking 12 packs like got his ass out freaking mooning and rubbing his ass all over the bed (laughs) was it Flex or 12 pack he like took one of the blankets and like shoved him down on his pants that was Flexor bro that was Flexor 
flexor so then rubbing Rick, his freaking nuts all over the bed sheets. So then Ricky shows up and he gives each of the guys letters that Daisy wrote. Uh, did you write the letters? Because I did. I didn't. You mean like word by word? I did not. I dear, just wrote the basic description. Dear Flex, I've never dated a guy like you, but once our romance started, it grew like crazy. I feel myself starting to fall for you, but I also have some concerns. You blow up a lot, especially if you don't get your way. Not sure if it's because you're young and impatient or if you just can't control your emotions. I'm like, oof. So basically, Daisy goes like, you know what? I'm usually dating dudes that look like Charles or London, but you looking kind of like a normal bro for the time period and stuff. You just like, you know what? You're kind of cool, but at times you get, you get pretty kind of aggro. Next is, um, dear Dave, confidence is great, but playing it so cool isn't very exciting for me. Truth is, I'm not exactly sure how you feel about me. And, and like, that's it. Yeah. And basically he's like, what, what more do I got to show to prove? Yeah. 12 packs. Like what the fuck? <laughs> then lastly, London, I'm going to read, I wrote this, how London said it. How can, dear London, how can we have a relationship when your new wait, when you're, what does it say? You're when you run away, when things get tough, I want us both to be and not just me. It could be the most amazing thing ever. Literally, London <laughs> has also said in interviews because they do make him look like a clown here. He's like, bro, I cannot read Daisy's handwriting right here. <laughs> Daisy must have scribbled all over the place. And Rackman's like, hey, do you need like pictures next time to read this out? So then they uh, so the so they do I got anything to say in London. Do you? Uh, let's see. Fuck it, let's just, I'll put it, I'll wrap it up best. Daisy feels like London's a heartbreaker. Yes. Like, he's such a hot guy, but he's like, you know what, he also, but he likes ladies too much shit. Like, Daisy might get in with him, but, like, she might find, like, London and her psychic glory might be getting it on. <laughs> Without, like, behind their backs. So, so like, then all three of the guys basically have the same reaction of, like, what the fuck? I thought things were cool with us. So then um, for their date today, for the three of them, they all uh, head to the beach. There's huge surfboards. And then they said that they told them that they're doing something called paddleboard surfing. Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, no, I just I just didn't know if I got the name right. Yeah, no, literally, they're, we'll just put it this, put it this way. They're just paddle boards where you can stand up and you can like use a freaking like oar to like paddle around and stuff I've, you know, I've seen like pictures and videos of people doing that it always looks really nice yeah, yeah, yeah. so then uh flex goes first he's like all right fuck it was like all right who wants to go in first like fuck it i'm gonna go in and start like swimming around daisy says that's what she loves that he's always game and he's full of always energy. game and full of energy then the other guys get on and like dave can't even stand on it he he makes a joke he's like it's the finale i don't want to mess my hair up it's the finale i don't want to mess up my hair and then falls into the water lennon can't even stand on it he, he makes a joke with the people he's like he's like yeah i hope this doesn't get used but did you see that i like totally fell on my ass Totally fell on my ass right there. It's yeah. like, I just wrote down, it's like, they're all dorking around in the water. I guess they got no sense of balance and then stuff. Then this awkward thing happened where, like, Davy's chilling in the water, then she, like, falls and like, 12 Like, literally, pack like, saves the boys her. are, like, coming in. They're, like, feeling like they want to wrap up Power Boy, and we get a shot of Daisy just, like, hammering around. It's like, fuck. Like, Daisy's all stoked because I think Daisy wants to surf. Yeah. They, like we got like fun. we got like two fucking occasions of Daisy wanting to surf and stuff. Whatever we got fucking Daisy, she's all stoked. Like oh, I'm on a fucking surfboard. I'm paddling around. This is the coolest shit. And then one moment she falls into the water and she's like, oh my god, oh my god, help! And like Troll Pack's like, 
Right at that moment, I gotta run in and save my babe. And then we get like a slow-mo shot of like full pack freaking like jog walking his way to the water while Daisy's like dog paddling back to shore. It was really awkward. <laughs> it's comedy, bro. No, Fucking was, comedy. Uh then so next is dinner. Yes. <sighs> well, I guess I gotta lead off. I'm trying to figure out what oh, else. It's like literally, it's like she falls off. Troll pack has a, there's a light compilation of him trying to run and save and eat, like run in and save Daisy while she's floating around with her freaking massive boobs and stuff. Whatever, Daisy like troll pack helps lift up Daisy on her feet, but Daisy like freaking falls into the like sand and stuff. Whatever. Then freaking like, all right, it's time for dinner. So we get like they get the meal and stuff. We're all sitting like forget. I think we get a point of like freaking London sitting. I was like, oh man, that's a really nice meal. And then it's talking heads like, man, most of my meals are usually having like a slice of pizza, hanging out on my like guitar player's couch while watching Motley Crue videos. Yeah, I was like, that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds about normal. I was like, oh hey, I get fucking like surf and turf, steak and lobster, and like a chilling freaking like tropic setting, not yeah, in like yeah. my dude's grungy New York apartment. Then, Watching Motley Crue videos. Then some luau dudes show up and they bring out Daisy and they do this like weird dance thing. I don't know. And well, whatever. I'm Daisy sure appears yeah. on the shoulders of this big beefy Samoan this man. This awful looking motherfucker. Like he makes Flex look small. He does. Like he's a big beefy dude. Oh, there's some dudes. Okay. Where were we? Oh yeah, big beefy dude. Oh, yeah. Carrying Daisy. He then chops a coconut with no, a no, big No, no, that's gap. a different dude. Oh, yeah. No, this is the guy that looks like Alpha. All right. So, freaking, whatever. Big beefy Samoan man enters in. Daisy said, oh, he's my homie of like five minutes. And then we meet an Afro. We meet a man with a big old Afro smacking machete on his head. And freaking, then he starts slicing up a coconut near London's head. And London's like sitting there is like, I'm not a, I'm not a wimp, but he's slicing that machete like really close to me and stuff. Whatever, we got this Afro man just freaking like slicing up this coconut with doing a show and then gives Daisy a freaking fresh coconut to drink out of and stuff. Then we get some freaking hot hula dancers come in to pick up Daisy. And then Daisy's like, to like go have Daisy starts dancing. And Daisy's like off dancing and stuff. And all the boys are getting huge bones. Oh, they're just drooling over her. Like total drooling, which I'll admit here, Daisy looked like a super babe at this shot. Yeah. Like, Daisy most of the time looks really really goofy but Daisy here has normal makeup yeah yeah she has normal attire and you know what Daisy looked like a total babe with her bikini little like towel wrap and fucking mm-hmm. like her high heels yes and like all the dudes are just like all thirsting for it and then also we get like cause like drums are also playing too we get troll pack showing off his jersey short dance moves just getting fucking down so London's the first to talk and he basically talks about his feelings, states that, like, you know what, when he first, he's, like, he's usually wanting to protect himself and what he left the first time because he thought, like, everything was fake and he didn't want to get hurt because of freaking, like, Daisy and all this, like, fake reality bullshit. But then he, like, you know what, he comes back and he's here to prove that he, like, actually likes Daisy and stuff. But then Flex then, like, comes, like, butts in and tries to rail on London. Yeah. About all his life situations. Yeah, you come back and all this stuff for, like, the show and everything. But, like, what do you have to offer for Daisy? Like, do you even have a job? And it's like, yeah, I had a job, but I quit it to come here. <laughs> and stuff. He's like, dude, you're just basically a loser. You don't have a house. You don't have a job. Is your brand even signed or anything? And, like, Daisy's like, brings him in. It's like, bro, 
Calm down. You're literally, I told you you're a hothead, and now you're acting like a hothead. Yeah. Flex, Flex was giving it yeah, to London. And then, like, I think someone says that Flex wears emotions on his, teeth, on, his, on his sleeves. But then Daisy then, like, turns to Troll Packs, like, hey, you've been quiet, Dave. <laughs> and then, like, Troll Packs kind of mumble growling and stuff. Like, and then, like, he's, like, trying to say it. And then Flex butts in, he's like, yeah, you know what? I got, like, 50 things I can say on why I like Daisy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and then, was, like, all this stuff. It's like, you know, like, freaking, like, 50 reasons, like, he likes Daisy a lot. It's like, just basically all rounds up that she's a fun, outgoing personality. But then, like, back to Troll Pack, and Troll Pack nervously starts mumble growling like Vin Diesel. And he's <laughs> like, oh, man, oh. Uh, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm falling so I'm falling so hard. You're like the most beautiful, beautiful amazing girl. World. And then they start making out. Yeah, right in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, but he was literally just like, all right, whatever. And then that was kind of dinner. You got anything else to add on that? I yeah, kind of just like had an overall. I had to do these notes late. Yeah, flex. Uh, so uh, I don't have you like get, a did, good specific detail. Did you get the bit with London where he's basically like, uh, where he tries to explain why he left? Yeah. Okay. Well, like what he left the first time, like to be more specific, he literally felt like, Everything like the reality show thing was fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He felt like Daisy didn't really like him, and honestly, he didn't want to pursue it anymore because he felt like he would get hurt, and yeah, so he left. He was trying to be like he was. But trying then to once be like, he left, he's like, you know what? I actually felt like I really wanted Daisy. And you know what? Yeah. I want to pursue it, so I want to come back. Yeah. No, I mean, no. You hit everything on the head. Uh, just flex had enthusiasm. Uh, Twelve pack was trying to be all was trying to be all smooth and rough, you know. And then yeah, that's pretty much it. And then yeah, as as I have my notes here. Um, 12 pack says I'm falling madly in love with you and she's oh, like okay I'm and they make out and they make out falling so the next day everyone wakes up and they drive to the this is remember when we said this show felt cheap this is the cheapest it felt they drive to the fucking airport and I now and I wrote here in my notes as they stand next to each other I now see 12 pack is actually the shortest of these three there's some comedy as Daisy shows up as she tries to talk, but it's windy and there's this like big ass uh, plane. Yeah, like an airplane comes by and just goes there. And like the boy is sitting is like, I know Daisy's trying to say something, but bro, we can't hear her for shit right now. She calls up London and she decides to have him stay. Then she calls up 12 pack. He's like, you know what? What you said to me last night, I felt like what you, I actually felt like you were for sure real. I felt, I felt it. So you know what? I want you to go with Ricky into the limo. He's going to take you back to the hotel. Yes. Like, you're going to stay. And then we have the saddest moment in the Brett Michaels cinematic universe. She calls up 12-pack, and she tells him, you have a guard up, and I don't have time to break that guard. She sends him home. I was like, what? So sorry, 12-pack. You're going home. Then there's just like this, like, like this really like sad bit where he's like, it feels like I set myself up for failure like every other time. And then it shows him being like, eliminated on I Love New York and I Love Money. I'm like, fuck, dude. I felt really bad yeah, for Yeah, he starts back. raging. He's like, oh, bro, oh, no. And then like Daisy's like, oh, I, I don't want this to be bad. I want to like send a good goodbye. I'm like, how can this be good? Yeah. Of course this is going to be bad. Oh my stuff. god! So yeah, the troll packs just walking around, raging and like raging, walking in a circle. I was, I was like, "Yo, London's sitting there is like, oh, dude, no fucking way! Troll pack got eliminated. Yeah, what? we were like, what the fuck? Because obviously, like troll pack, br- like freaking total machismo, bravado, total confidence, this whole reality show thing. London just kind of just like somehow just like freaking just like lumbering around into this thing, make it to the final. While troll pack is like, dude, 
No way. The fucking man. I was like, you know what, 12-pack? You're a real one. You made, almost single-handedly, 12-pack made this show far more watchable than it actually is. Yes. And then we get a shot of Flex comes up. He gives Daisy a lifting hug to, like, soothe her emotions. But then, see, 12-pack is calmed down where Daisy's able to talk to him. She feels sorry to send him off, gives him a big old hug. And then freaking Daisy's like, all right, Flex, let's go into our helicopter date now. Yeah, just exactly, just... Bounce back like that. She's yeah. They're just like let's just go in a helicopter, and then Twelve Pack looks on sadly and starts to cry as they fly away in the helicopter. Like and the helicopter is going off, and we get one of the best shots of this whole show. Yes, we get a Michael Bay rotating shot on sad Twelve Pack. It's like out of anyone that got eliminated, he got this best oh, elimination. Man. They put so much time. He was like, man, I can't. I, I've I like I open up to the girl and then like this is what happens just breaks my heart and oh. it is a crime that twelve pack did not do more TV after this or at least not a lot more yeah so then Dave uh, yeah he just starts squatting on the ground starts crying yeah. I felt bad for Dave man so Flex and Jay and Daisy enjoy a nice helicopter oh no ride. The, the best part he's just sitting there is like. Guys, can I go now? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was trying to say. It's the fucked up part. London gets in the limo to go back to the hotel. But Flex and Daisy are in the helicopter. And 12-Pack's just staying around like an idiot because he's like, can I go now? So, yeah, Flex and Daisy enjoy a nice helicopter ride. It's, like, pretty chill. We get, like, basically shots of Jurassic Park. And then, yeah, they're just real snugly in the helicopter making out and stuff. Not much dialogue or much else to it. They're no, there like, was really nothing. They're just stoked to like freaking float around Jurassic Park. So Flex and Daisy enjoy, uh, they have a nice dinner. It's romantic and sweet and they make out hardcore. Like Hardcore. I, like I remember watching this. I didn't really get too much like takeaway dialogue from it. There was no takeaway dialogue. Like yeah. you get with Brett. Like Brett goes oh, like, dude, yeah. and then like you get Heather doing our power moves. Like Brett, I'm in love with you, mm-hmm. and I want you. It's like, well, I guess it's time to go. Or like we get Amber. It's like, hey Brett, yeah, I'm not wearing panties. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? And then, Hi-yo. She, and then like, yeah, she shows like freaking does like the freaking like ba- was it like basic instinct? Yeah, the basic, Sharon Stone. Yeah, she goes all Sharon Stone on Brett, and Brett's just in a like a freaking hypnotized state of comatose. Of horny comatose, and he's like, <laughs> check, check please. please. This so- year, it's like they hang out. I think like freaking flex, like admits like I'm falling for you, Daisy, and they start making a hardcore. And then Daisy asks for the check, and they go back to the hotel room, and like flex has a total handful of her boob while making out at dinner. Yeah, and then we get a shot of London practicing his guitar. Cause you remember back in episode two when they did that cringy show and tell, and he and they show it's a like, flashback I of this to write a song for you, Daisy. It's not done yet. It's not done yet, and I got like one of the lines from like from your MySpace page, and it's like what? Oh my god, you got I remember MySpace. So then, yeah, uh, he's writing her that song, and then Flex and Daisy go to her hotel room, and <clears throat> they totally bone you guys. They totally bone you guys. They totally bone you guys. And then, yeah, he leaves in the morning, no shirt on, goes back to his room. <laughs> London, you know what's funny? Because they're saying that's like we also get shots of London, like while like they're totally boning you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. And London's sitting there, it's like, man, it gets like the four a.m. and I realize Flex isn't coming back tonight. Well, according to Flex, they actually did bone, but it depends if you believe that. Yeah, I don't know if I caught that. It did like I don't, I don't think any of the boning actually happened. Yeah, I don't think like it's mostly for the TV, but for the story, for the story, we gotta remember. So Daisy totes boned like. 
12 pack right you before guys. London came in. She now totes bone flex. You guys. Now then it's fucking, yeah, it's the day. Yes. I think what, 12 pack, not 12 pack, flex. It's all sad. Troll Pack's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Flex was pretty bummed. Actually. Yeah, whatever. So Flex comes up to the hotel room, all shirtless. And he's yeah. like, yeah, the I totally made London just totally cringe with me coming in all yeah. shirtless and stuff. It, it felt great. And then they get a note from um, Daisy. It says, morning, boys. Today I go from two to my one. Now it's your turn, London. London. Well, he doesn't say it like that. He just reads it normal. But I'm like, wait a minute. That's like, that was actually almost a rhyme. So anyway, so Flex says, this is funny. Flex says, well, I'm not too worried. The sun's up, so they're probably not doing yeah, anything. Yeah, here's the thing. It's like, dude, London, spoiler alert, London gets n- not a whole day and night thing with like, it's yeah. literally like London has Daisy for like daylight and then it's elimination that evening. Yeah. And this is how it happens. So Flex says, like I said, I'm not too worried. Sun's up. They probably aren't doing anything too intimate. And then we hard cut to them making out hardcore. Like fucking hardcore parkour. Like, like we're close to basically watching a porno. I was going to say, remember how you said all of Daisy's solo dates with the guys felt like porn setups? Hey, look, this is a fucking limo porn shop, bro. And so Freaking da- bangbros.com here. And then, <laughs> and then Daisy said something that made me fucking just recoil and blink. She says, this is the first time I've ever been alone with London. And I, and I was like, I like tilted my head back and was like, like the closest thing I could think is like when like the episode where London decided to fucking bounce out after the freaking Gibson tour, where like him and her are crying in the freaking like, I was like, her what? room and shit. I was like, holy fuck. Fuck, she's right. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is like the proper- What the fuck? Like, a proper good time where they can just, like, chill and not fucking be like- It's like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, like, yeah. they all have to be, like, serial heart-to-heart. It's like, what's going on with this? Do you like me or not? What are you doing? It's like, I felt like this. I, I want to leave. It's like, no, 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 no. Please don't leave, London. No, no, no. <laughs> so then they go- No, no, no stop, London. No, so- I think you're totally cool to- Why will you have to like the day? And it's like, oh, London, no, 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 no. So they- they go horseback riding and the date like pretty fu- much sucks. Yeah. It's like, Hey, let's go ride horses. It's like, yay ponies. But they don't talk at all. And their horses, as noted by Daisy, the most noteworthy thing is their horse shoot- yeah, just, they're just took shits all day. Yeah. They're like shooting freaking like apple sized turds. And they're like, Oh, Hey, that one looks green. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And so ugh, this has to be like one of the worst dates that they've ever done for a finale. So then they eventually goes back to her, to, to the hotel and to her hotel room, and he finally, after all this time, plays his song for her. He performs a song for and her, which I wrote down sounds like a Tesla, a Firehouse, or whatever early 90s bad ballad acoustics rock song you want. I said I thought it kind of sounded like Creed. Kind of like Creed. You could say that, too. <laughs> well, you know, Creed, you said 90s ballad. It's I said early 90s. Oh, yeah. Creed's late 90s. You're right, you're know right. Know your rock, bro. Where, 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 where was Crash Test Dummies with the mmm? You know, once there was this kid on that song, whatever. I don't know that. So she's, but he's just singing down to Daisy. So then, so then they do. He's the- not going to leave her. He's there for, for good. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he says. So then they get all close and then whatever, and then she's like, "You scare me." And he's like, "Stop being scared. I'm scared too." She like scared. that. She says in the talking head. She's like vulnerable hot mess. Meet vulnerable hot, hot mess. mess. And she says, and then she says something. He's like, oh God, he's all rock star. He's like, God damn everything it. Everything 
I've been looking for. No, it's not everything. I feel like you could be fucking fuck everything. I'd be oh, looking. Oh, sorry, grammar police. No, she literally said fuck. No, I know she did. I just didn't like, think you emphasis ca- on the I fucking. I know she didn't, but I thought you wouldn't care if I didn't transcribe. Yeah, it. I don't know why I cared either. <laughs> so she. Um, but also something you could be cr- fucking everything. I've been looking for, but nothing I'll ever have. Or I could never have. I don't know what the It was hell. one of the two. So whatever. So then sad well, piano music plays. Yeah, as London leaves the room, and I'm like, did I get a night date? When I first watched this, I'm like, no. They didn't even bone you what guys. What the fucking shit? Yeah, no. <laughs> Daisy fucking gets fucking boned down with fucking Flex, but not with fucking London. And so, yeah, then Ricky talks to Daisy one last time. And then this is like... The nicest Ricky's ever been. He's just completely calm and supportive. Ricky's like, hey, listen, you've I think because she's asking him his opinion. He says, I think you've dated guys like London and Flex is different. He's like, bro, London left you crying and sad tonight. You got a lot to think about. So the guys are chilling. They're literally just chilling like they're cracking jokes. Like, London's literally like, hey, man, anytime you want to hang out with me and Daisy, you can. I was like, was that what you named your cat? What you named your cat, yeah. I was like, no, I do have a cat, though, and his name's Phyllis. They walked in. They walked They walked down the long hotel rooms. It's like, you know what? Hey, you're a cool dude. You yeah. know what? You're a cool dude, too. You know, they fist bump in the limo. Like, yeah, dude. Well, yeah, well, Rock love. The ladies are like, I'm about to fucking murder you. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, like, man. No, 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 no. Fuck you. But this is like, you know what? It's been a long road, but it's finally in the end. You know what? Best of luck on who wins, dude. I mean, hey, spoiler alert. Uh, you told me this on the podcast, too, but the final five for this show, uh, the Chicago Twins, Tw- Sexy Flexi in London, they're all still homies. Uh, who was it? Heather and Lacey tried to do their podcast, and then they broke up again. Yeah, but they broke up because, like, Lacey said, was like, you know what? I want to interview Megan and, like, talk to her about the show. And, like, Heather's like, no, what? You're going to talk to Megan? Fuck you. Yeah, that's I right. I fucking hate Megan. I thought we we're friends. Why the fuck are you talking to Megan? That seems like a really petty reason to end your Bro, show, end your friendship. If you look at a Heather, she goes totes petty. Oh, she does. She totes goes petty. Like, Lacey's total <laughs> sus and, like. She's sus, but she's not petty, I think. Yeah, yeah. She's not, like, crazy. If we're like, going she by- literally is like, oh, Heather thought she was an A list celebrity or something. Yeah, that's yeah. all, like, nutbag. Heather went from these like fucking shows. That's from what that's from what we read. But anyway, so Ricky shows up. He's there and he says, "Hey, you know what? It's her call." London's nervous. Flex is nervous. Ricky wishes her the best and then leaves into this. The last this is the second to last time you see him. He leaves into the shadows whence he came. Daisy talks to the boys each. I wrote what she said. She says, "Flex, when I met you, I thought you were I thought you were just a hot body, but you showed me so much more. You're everything that's right for me." Then London. London, I almost kicked you out the first night, but I already had this crazy, strange attraction to you. Then you fucking, I said said the fucking this time, you fucking broke my heart. And then when I totally didn't expect it, you showed up. I have a really hard time explaining why I'm drawn to you, but I think the biggest reason is I see myself in you. And it's funny because Flex basically in his talking head right now is like, come on, get on with it. But then she says the time has come to make a choice. Flex, you're what I need. But London, you're what I want. And she chooses fucking London. And London's sitting there is like, holy fuck, bro, no <laughs> way. Oh. It's like, how she talks is like, oh, Flex, would Toads be winning, right? Like, it's all positive for Flex and all, all negative positive. for, like, London. But, like, 
London, I want you. And it's like, fuck. And I wrote of the road. And then I wrote, Flex is sad. And you know what? I'm sad for Flex. But you know what? Eok's pretty mature. He ain't going like, oh, fuck. He's like, you know what? I'm bu- I'm mm-hmm. pretty bum. But you know what? I'm going to like move on. I'm going to get over it. Like, I put in my best effort. And I thought you're in like, I, you totes were cool. But you know what? This is how it is. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's the show. Daisy chose London. Yeah, and they're just fucking making out like hardcore parkour. Oh, dude, they're so like they're just sitting out. there. And it's like they're looking pretty stoked for each other. Yeah, like, super stoked. And uh, yeah, and flex. Then, uh, yeah, flex. Flex. Flex leaves. And then in the end credits, we get a sad twelve pack just walking down the beach. Legend has it he still roams the beaches of Mo- of Maui a looking meowie. for love. Of, oh, of Maui looking so for love. So if you want to research this, I do. Were you suspecting London on winning? What are your thoughts? I saw it coming the second he came back. And then you told me, oh, he didn't actually talk to Ricky. He talked to Daisy. And just, yeah. I think, and I think, like, I, and, I th- could- and I think I saw some spoilers on YouTube that I tried. There's literally, I saw. If you could find Daisy's MySpace post, she goes into full detail. But I Oh, I know, you- I know what happened after the show. Oh, you actually looked it up? Yeah. So Cliff Notes, everybody. Do you all remember that girl uh, last episode with the exes where um, uh, Natasha. Um, Natasha said that London hooked up with someone? Well, London Acc- London's bridge fell and got her pregnant. Yeah, London accidentally got a chick pregnant. Yes. Well, he started dating Daisy. And, like, here's the thing. Like, there was, like, because I think there's like some stipulation or some shit with, like, VH1. They can't see each other. But there was a moment where, like, freaking him and, like, London and Daisy were able to hang out for a weekend. And Daisy on a MySpace post, and she goes on a whole emotional thing where it's like, you know what? That was, like, one of the best weekends I had. And London was totally cool. But I feel like, I, like, but, like, once we got the news, part of us, like, we wanted to work it at, work with it. Because here's the thing about London. Like, when he got news, he got a kid and stuff. He could have sat there as, like, I guess I'll, I could play fucking rocker, dirtbag, bad boy and stuff and try to continue on. But then it was, like, I think London's a... It seems like London has dealt with enough chicks with daddy issues. Like, you know what? I'm going to be a dad. You know, I'm not going to die. Like, I want my daughter. I want this daughter to actually have a dad hang around and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, no, he has a totally loving relationship with his daughter. Like, his fucking band, just his fucking music stopped. Yeah. Except in an interview, he like kind of picked it up again a little bit. But I'm just sitting there. But yeah, no. And then fucking him and Daisy were going at it. But if you know the story, if you have a basic idea for like story on Daisy, Maybe it's a good thing Lennon got this kid. Is it true? Because so, uh, people in the YouTube comments were talking about how she was on meth and heroin. Oh, she did hard drugs, bro. Oh, okay. She hanged out with Corey Feldman. Fuck. Like, literally, it's like, you know what? London could have continued this thing, but, like, getting him a kid, grounding him, and preventing him to hang out with Daisy. But who knows? Maybe London could have been a good source to, like, help Daisy. But I feel like London was trying to chase his fucking rocker dream. Instead of like being like hard grown DIY and actually yeah. like put out music to, for people to actually listen, listen to instead yes. of just touring around with the band and looking hot yeah. and stuff too. Because like, oh, bands in the side. It's like, here's the thing fucking any story you hear, anytime when a fucking band decides to actually like kick ass, go independent and put in the grind themselves, is when they get signed. Yes. Then it's like, oh, now you guys want us. So yeah, fuck Keyword it. is grind. People yeah, don't want to like, do that in LA. I don't know fucking like. Glamour, like the fucking Guns N' Roses ripoff, would have been like something of the time for me. I think they could have put out albums and get and like gotten some opening tour spots. Yeah, but uh, who knows? I don't like. Here's the thing: like, 
I what I've heard like the one song from London's bands like it's actually kind of sick. So. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, but in the end, what happened was he got like that tricky chick he was seeing when he was off the show. He got her pregnant, but honestly, now he's kind of chilling, being a toads like freaking like freaking dilf and shit, <laughs> freaking with his daughter and stuff. Daisy's still alive. Yeah, like. I think she had her first, like, she had a podcast just dropped not too long ago with some dude. Really? Oh, yeah. There's, like, no views on it, though. Like, very, well, I, not in, like, an insulting way. It's like, oh, hey, first media thing with Daisy. But, like, I don't know, people, if you like our podcasting style, because, like, some people, they're just podcasting, like, well, on a sh- fucking awkward sk- on Skype with the fucking, like, bad connection and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, hello, Miss Daisy. How are you today? I'm doing... <laughs> how you you know with the connection it's like yeah and like here's the thing about podcasts bros they never fucking put on fucking shit to like bring up the volume yes I couldn't hear shit and I'm like honestly it comes off I'm not listening to this like I feel horrible saying this maybe I should say it but I see Daisy and she just has like a fucking just mask of fucking like makeup on her face and I'm just like you know, I don't know how much I'm going to get good info. Maybe she'll open up to other podcasts and stuff, but this guy's podcast, pretty fucking sus, bro. Yeah. I'm not listening to this. And then, and then on top of that- I got better things to entertain myself. Speaking of podcasts, I listened to the Reality Graveyard interview with Flex. Oh, yeah. You actually checked out those interviews? Yeah, I checked out the Flex one because I wanted- I don't know, just because Flex became my favorite character besides Dave. Oh my, what happened to our boy Troll Pack, bro? What's going on, bro? <laughs> okay, so basically- to, to summarize it, 12-pack, uh, Flex said his stay on the show was very smooth. Producers didn't fuck with him. He was able to be himself. And actually, he did actually bond a lot with Daisy in the earlier episodes. But it was like low-key and it was just like regular people talk. You know, like he did humor, but he like slow he slowly did it. He wasn't like one of the strong personalities that like came on and stuff. And he was just doing some modeling shit in uh, Chicago, I think is where he's from. And... Uh, he didn't know who Daisy was. He knew of Rock of Love, but he didn't really know who she was. So he did some research, and his agent, yeah, they contact him through his fucking MySpace. Yeah, his his um, yeah, uh, they're just like, hey, you want to do this? He's like, mm, okay, sure. So him and his friend went down there, and then apparently they all loved him because he he said that they were just laughing, having a good time with the um with, with the, his the quick town chi- scouts with his quick Chicago whip, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, basically, some of the only major takeaways I can think of, he confirmed, he also stated, as you know, that the Jizz Challenge happened. Uh, he says that, uh, according to Rally Graver, like you said, Chi-Chi and Sinister, for some reason, still say that never happened. But, yeah, he said that happened. Um, they asked him, of course, did you really find feelings for Daisy? And he said, well, you know, it's a competitive environment, but, yeah, there were feelings there. You know, I liked her. I thought, you know, she was cool. That he he mentioned something called the spam incident, which basically, as he said, he said people don't realize this, but there was like all these dudes locked in a room with all this testosterone, and all they really gave us are liquor, and then for some reason, there was a point where all the fridges and cupboards were just filled with a shitload of spam at one point, and yeah, and then the only other thing I think of off that is um. 
the reality graveyard chicks asked him, he, they were like, Hey, so we hear rumblings that they actually kind of, the producers were kind of hoping or encouraging Daisy to pick you. Cause apparently the producers liked him and the show people liked him and they were kind of like subtly rooting for him. He said he didn't really know about that. Cause again, the producers left him alone, but, um, yeah, you know, he said, uh, you know, London was just, uh, and he reaffirmed he still hangs out with 12-pack and uh, Sinister Chi-Chi in London. His opinions on on London are, uh, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I love the guy, but fuck him, he won. And I didn't. Fuck him, he won. <laughs> was he also the one It's like, yeah, no, I was hanging out and he was like totally just talking to a bunch of hot chicks. He didn't say that. That uh, might have been 12-pack. They asked him, though, something interesting. He, they were just like, hey, so we heard, because he said apparently all the Rock of Love people, even from different shows, did like club tours together, whatever that means yeah. back then. And apparently they asked him, they were like, hey, is it true that Frenchie and Cage had a thing? You know, Frenchie from Rock of Love 2. And he was like, I heard from the grapevine there might have been something there. Yeah. Which I didn't know about. Yeah, like Chi Chi hooked up with some chick from freaking Rock of Love Bus. Of course he did. It was like freaking Britannia or whatever. I think I know which one that one is. I don't know which one it is. But yeah, it's, it's only like 40 minutes, Um, and he's cool and funny. Uh, he, his voice sounds exactly the same, just, you know, seven. He's 30 years and he's single, so he's ready to mingle. Yeah. And, and uh, like, yeah. I just remember the Rowdy Graveyard chicks were pretty thirsty for your flex. A little bit, yeah. It was funny. I feel like when he was talking about about how you know he was hoping London that he would have beat London, I feel like the girls like London more because they almost felt like they were just a little defensive of London in some ways. Maybe that's a weird vibe. I think but... London was the first one they actually interviewed. Like Flex yeah. was the last one. Like my bro, you should check out all the interviews. No, I good. want to, but Flex was just, it, you know, this episode had ended and I wanted some extra thing, but uh, yeah, good interview. Yo, fucking better than rock love, but fucking, yeah. Oh God, we got to go back to rock love, but not now, not now. Me and I were discussed this. We're going to review the decline of Western civilization documentaries. The fuck it, take a break. We get to see, in like the second documentary, we get to see a very, very annoying Brett Michaels, but not for like a whole season of shit. Just for like a good maybe f- ten, five to ten minutes of like a freaking footage, we'll deal with a freaking very young, annoying Brett and other freaking go- goobers. But yeah. yeah, we need to wrap this up because we got a jam with the boy. Other than that, this is the Doctor That Danger Radio Show with your host, James and Edward. Have a good one. Adios. Adios.